Welcome back, you fucking heathens, to another beautiful Thursday afternoon. Yes, it is Horror Movie Breakdown or Horror Movie Review. Whichever one floats your boat and tickles your kiwis, okay? If you don't know where you are, you're at the Rainy Day Horror Show, baby. With your best, most flamboyant, fantastic podcast host in the world, me, Dusty McBalls, I'm here to bring you joy, baby. That's what I'm here to do. If you don't know what I'm, what my credentials are, I am the certified cougar hunter and the man, the only mortal man with the biggest testicles that swing back and forth like a fucking pendulum. Okay? Just kidding. All jokes aside, alright? Yes, we are here. For another horror movie breakdown, horror movie review, and today we are talking about Talk to Me. I've been waiting to do this one. I, I love this movie. I thought it was good. All right. Fuck the critics, even though the even though the critics gave it a pretty good rating. But like usual, I'm gonna give you the little synop or synopsis, and then I'm gonna summarize it for you, beautiful human beings, and then I'm gonna tell you who made it where it takes place, the budget, all of that, you know, shenanigans at the end. And I'm also going to give you my thoughts on this beautiful fucking, you know, gem that just got shit on, right? Well, not shit on, but like shit on us. They shit on us. We are covered in their fecal matter. That's how fucking good this was, okay? Now, without further ado... Let's get into it, okay? Here comes the synop or the synopsis, alright? When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. And that is exactly what happened. Whew. They unleashed something, and it this shit was not nice, alright? But, let's get to the summary first. Let me explain everything, okay? Now, this fucking film opens up at a party with the brother going to look for his, you know, other brother. And he ends up, you know, oh, it's, it's graphic. It's a graphic one. He ends up finding his brother in this room shirtless at the party you know freaking out and he gets him up tells him hey this is where you know this is we gotta go like i'm taking you home this is fucking stupid and as they come out of the room everybody's filming them and the brother that came to get his other brother you know is like hey like stop put your fucking phones away this is not funny and they all start laughing at them and then his brother the, the brother turns around to go grab his other brother and he gets stabbed in the chest. And then the other, everybody freaks out and then the brother that did the stabbing goes outside and stabs himself in the face and he dies. And then it cuts. And following that chilling, cold, open scene, the movie pretty much gets underway and you then meet a girl named Mia. And the next scene is Mia on the day, you know, on because her mother died. It's Remembrance Day for her mother. And then that evening, as Mia 
As Mia goes home, her father attempts attempts to talk to her and have a conversation with her. And Mia gratefully, you know, takes a call from Riley, her one of her best friends' younger brother, and she just tries avoiding her father because she knows that he's hiding something about her mother's suicide. And Riley is at a skate park and he needs a ride home. So Mia gratefully accepts the offer and goes to get him. And as she gets him, they the two get in the car. Well, not the two, but he gets in the car and they head to Riley's house screaming, like scream singing, Chandelier by Sia. The, the fucking hit from 2012. Yeah, that song. Just the certified banger. Yep, that's the one they're singing. Love that song. And as they're driving, they, you know, come upon this just brutally injured kangaroo. You know, I'm, I love that they did this because this movie takes place in Australia. It's just, it's just so Australian. I loved it. That was probably one of my favorite parts of this movie. And Riley, you know, it's bad. It's bleeding bad. And Riley urges Mia to run it over and put it out of its misery. And she's about to, but... At the last second, she slams on a brake and she just is like, I can't do it. So they leave it there to suffer and basically die. And once, you know, they get to Riley's house, um, they go inside and you are introduced to a new character called Jade. And Jade is Mia's best friend. And Mia shows Jade a video circulating on the on like social media and on the internet of some of their classmates grabbing hold of like a white ceramic hand and appearing to be possessed by the spirits that are conjured from it. And Jade insists that, you know, it's fake, but Mia is eager, you know, to find out for herself. And this is, you know, the whole curiosity killed the fucking cat. This is a perfect movie for it, right? And then me or Jay talks about going to a party that she was invited to and Mia begs, you know, Jay to take her along. So she agrees and then the scene cuts to the party and Mia is like at this party, you know, they bring out the hand and Mia is the first volunteer to take, you know, hold of that hand, which the story behind this little thingy, this little hand it is said that it was embal it was an embalmed severed severed appendage of a dead medium and they eventually you know Mia grabs hold of his hand and invites one of the spirits into her body now their classmate Haley is one of the keepers of this hand and explains the rules light a candle clasp the hand speak the words, talk to me, and invite the spirit in. But don't leave the door to the spirit world open for more than 90 seconds, or else they'll want to stay. And if you die with the spirit inside your body, your soul, your soul will be forever lost in limbo with the rest of the spirits trapped in the hand. Now Mia performs the ritual and experiences the unmatched high of possession for the first time and she channeled a spirit that takes a particularly weird interest in Riley 
But when Joss, the one of the other handkeepers, tries to pry it from, you know, Mia as the clock approaches 90 seconds, the spirit in the spirit resists and time goes over. And the group is eventually able to rip the hand from Mia's grasp and she like jubilantly that's a weird word but I like it I wanted to throw it in here she jubilantly emerges from you know the otherworldly trance now since Mia broke one of the rules she now must face the consequences as the next group at the next group get together and they bring out the hand everyone takes turns getting high on the thrill of that hand and filming the ghostly encounters for social media. Now, this is actually... The music in this movie... It was actually pretty good. I liked it a lot, okay? But I'll save it for the end. Now, as they're... Now, they're all taking turns with his hand. And Riley, who is Jade's younger brother, but is one of Mia's best friends like begs Mia to take a turn and begs Jade, but Jade says no. And then she's just upset and she leaves the room. And then when, you know, Jade leaves the room, Riley begs Mia. And Mia is a little, she's like, no, no, can't do it. But then she like, you know, she's like, whatever, you know, you can go ahead. I don't, I don't really care. I don't know why I'm tripping out. Go ahead. None of us got hurt. You can do it. But she sets a stipulation only for 60 seconds. And the spirit that enters Riley begins talking to Mia as if it was her late mom that committed suicide. And this led that incident between him grabbing the hand and talking to Mia over 90 seconds. And suddenly, you know, something shifts in the air and is a little weird. And Riley begins violently slamming his head on the table in front of him with a hand and the candle where all of its, you know, where this little seance is taking place. And he beats his head on it. And as the others, you know, try to like fight and get his hand, you know, off the, the ceramic little hand and everything like that, he reaches up and this is really really gruesome if you don't like eyeballs like seeing shit happen to eyeballs this is this is ew it's gross he reaches up with one of his hands and he tries to pull out his own eyeball before flying across the room and starting to bash his head into a dresser and at this time jade rushes back in to the room just in time to throw her hand in between riley's head and the side of the desk on which the spirit is you know attempting to delivered the killing blow and after that they finally you know they call the cops they call you know emergency services and all of the kids are you know questioned and brought in for everything and they take Riley to the hospital where Jade and his mom are are gonna be and now Riley is pretty much in like a catatonic and near death kind of like state in the hospital and Mia begins experiencing like these weird terrifying encounters with the dead and after when when Jade and Riley and his mom are at the hospital 
she goes home she she starts freaking out and just is like you know completely unnerved and everything but she has the hand and she you know talks to her mom again or who she thinks her mom is with that hand no sorry let me backtrack she doesn't she doesn't use it yet but what she does is she then you know gets a ride to the hospital to try and just talk to the family and stuff like that but they weren't having it and Daniel I think his name is Daniel he is Jade's girlfriend and he is at the hospital you know trying to be like hey don't 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 don't, don't. like don't don't go in there but you know Mia doesn't listen to him and she goes in there gets yelled at gets like banned from the hospital and as she's leaving she sees her mom and she follows her mom into the bathroom and it's this whole spooky scene with the bathroom door. I hate bathrooms. When it comes... Oh. I don't... Horror movies ruined bathrooms for me. And she ends up, like, having... Not, like, a fight with her mom. But she, like... The bathroom stall is closed. And she's, like, trying to get in. And her mom's saying, help me, help me, help me. Then eventually the door flies open. And you, you know... You can't see... Like, you can't... Like, there's no... Her mom... Not in there, is what I'm trying to say, okay? Now, then, so as she's leaving, she asked Daniel, um, Jade's boyfriend, to drive her home and if she could, if he could stay the night, or, yeah, if he could stay the night with her. And he's like, no, that's kind of weird, but he eventually does give in, just because him and Mia were exes, but, this is besides the point, okay? So it is a little weird. He doesn't want to, but he eventually does give in. And... When he falls asleep, Jade like inches close because they're kind of sleeping in a sixty-nine position, but they're not fucking. So she's on, the, she's laying by his feet, and he's laying by her feet. And she inches closer to his feet, and she falls asleep. And when she wakes up, she wakes up in the middle of the night, and she sees like this weird woman figure thing crawl from the corner up on top of the bed and starts sucking on Daniel's feet and then it then Daniel wakes up she starts freaking out Daniel wakes up and you find out that it's actually Mia sucking his feet it was kind of predictable not gonna lie it was a little bit predictable but that's what happened and then he leaves and it's all weirded out and then it cuts back to the hospital where Riley, he's getting better and stuff like that, and he's coming to, but every time he comes to and, like, gets, like, you know, a hold of himself, quote-unquote, a hold of himself, he tries to kill himself. And the spirits that, when that, when he first was starting to hurt himself, now the spirits really have, like, a, a hold on him, and they're trying to kill him so they can claim him forever. And this is when, you know, Mia starts talking around, starts finding out the information on how to beat it. And she comes up with the great idea to have Riley, you know, grab the hand and redo it again. Because they don't think that they, they don't remember if they blew out the candle or not. So she goes back to the hospital, her, her brother, no, sorry, her, her sister Jade. Her, his sister Jade, and Jade's boyfriend Daniel, they go back to the hospital to try and actually end it. 
And so what happens is they give, they put the hand in Daniel's hand in the hospital bed and they light the candle and Mia says, talk to me. Or it says, talk to him. Like, talk to him. And it doesn't work. So they blow the candle out and they try again. And they blow the candle out and it just doesn't work. So Mia goes, well, let me do it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll try and find Riley to bring him back. And so she does it. And Mia asks, with the spirit that comes through, Mia asks that spirit to show her, you know, where Riley is being held. And it cuts to a scene where you see Riley being just endlessly tortured by a gruesome, churning mass of lost souls. Now, after that, Mia shoots back into the real world and... And now she like gets freaked out and she goes back home and now she's really using this hand to talk to her mom on like how she died and stuff like that. And when she gets home after that whole little experience at the fucking hospital, her dad tells her about, you know, the, uh, the suicide note. And he explained, he reads it off to her and Mia, you know, gets sad, goes to her room and starts playing with the hand. And it's, you, you can tell that it's not really her mom. It's a, you know, an evil spirit pretending to be her mom. And she tells Mia, the evil spirit tells Mia that she, what, she didn't commit suicide and that her father killed her. And then she also tells Mia that Riley needs to die and that her mom will take care of him in the afterlife. And as she's doing this, she starts freaking out, starts, you know, starts getting really, really upset. And then you hear pounding on the door and Mia's mom tells Mia that like, that's not your real dad. He's evil. You got to get away from him. You got to hurt him. And then it cuts to um, the door breaking down. Him running in there in like a very demonic voice telling her, you know, you did this, you caused your mother to commit suicide, that whole stuff. And she's reaching for a scissors and then it cuts to her dad who's actually in the living room while she's getting attacked by this demon. And he hears her screaming so he bursts into the room, breaks the door down and she accidentally stabs her dad in the throat with the, with the scissors because she thought it was, you know, her, you know, real dad, when it was like a whole, it was the demon pretending to be her dad, so her dad came into the room, and she actually stabbed her dad, if that makes sense, I hope that made sense, I tried explaining that really, really well, and then from there on out, after that, she calls Jade and tells her to come, come to my house, um, you know, it's about Riley, I think I actually know how to do this, so Jade leaves the hospital and it was actually a little thing to get her to, to leave Riley alone. And so Mia, instead of being at the house, drives to the hospital. And when Mia gets to the hospital, she has the scissors in her back pocket and she walks into Riley's room, but her mom is there. His mom is there, not her. His mom is there. And she's like, 
Mia, what are you doing? Oh, Mia, I'm sorry. She apologizes for the way that she treated her and stuff like that from the first time she was there. And Mia's like, it's fine, it's whatever. And then the mom goes out to the cafeteria, I believe. I can't remember. I, she leaves the room. And she is about to stab Riley with the scissors. But an evil spirit comes through of an old man with really gummy teeth. That he had no teeth, so he's just had gums. All gums. And he was like, he's like, kill me. Do it. Blah, blah, blah. And she just can't kill the man, you know, in that that's pretending to be Riley. And so she loads up fucking Riley. She, she loads him up in a wheelchair and she starts pushing him down the hall. And when she, you know, when she is pushing him out the, out the doors of the hospital and she gets to a sidewalk, starts going up the sidewalk, this is when you see Jay talking on the phone to her mom. And she's like, go to Riley's room, I think Mia's going to kill him, blah, blah, blah. And so as, you, as Jade pulls into the parking lot, parks her car... She sees Mia going up this like sidewalk that's right next to a highway and the fence is broke. So Mia rolls him down, like doesn't like push him down there, but she's like help like pushing him down. And once they both reach the barricade to where the cars are coming, um she has this weird like moment where she's thinking about doing it, doesn't know what to do, and then you see it cuts to a car and you see like a body hit the windshield, all this and that. And then as the whole car crash scene happens, you actually find out that it was Jade who pushed Mia into oncoming traffic. And at this moment, Mia gets up from her, you know, from where she's laying on the ground and she walks into the hospital. And she sees her dad, she sees Riley, she sees her mom, and she's calling out to all these people. And she's getting scared and she's running around. And as she's running around and doing all, like yelling for all of these people, the lights go out. And they just shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down. And then it becomes a dark, it becomes really, really dark. And then a little light lights up. And you walk, she's walking into this light. And you see, I don't know, I can't remember if it said it took place in Mexico. I could be wrong. But she goes up to this guy that has his hand, his hand out saying, talk to me. And he's speaking Spanish. So I don't know what Spanish speaking country he is from. But Mia grabs his hand and that's when you realize she's actually dead. She's one of those tormented souls that is now a part of... The talk to me, you know, craze, thing, whatever, um, curse. That's what I was looking for, curse. Now, some of the actors in this movie, all right? I'll, let me, hold on. Some of the actors are Ari McCarthy. He plays Cole. He's the brother that gets stabbed. Hamish Phillips is Tyson. Kit Erhart Bruce is Peck. Um, Sarah Brokensh. 
Sarah Brockenshaw, I think that's how I say it, is Fiona. Jaden Davidson is Jaden. Sonny Johnson is Duckett, who's the one that, he's the brother in the beginning that stabs himself in the face. Sophia Wilde is Mia. Marcus Johnson is Jack. Or, not Jack. Marcus Johnson is Max. Kitten Zelke is Auntie Lee. James Oliver is James. Joe Bird is Riley. Jet Gasly is Alex Varoli. And Alexander Jensen is Jade. And it's this movie. This movie is really good. The directors are Danny Philip. Phil, oh my god. Filippo and Michael Filippo. And if you don't know, you might these names might sound familiar, but if you don't know who they are, they are the YouTubers of Raka Raka. They're the ones that make those videos. They are the stars of those videos. You know the weird McDonald's movies or the weird McDonald's like YouTube things where it's Ronald McDonald going into like Burger King and killing everybody in Burger King? Those are the guys that made this movie. And they did a really, really good job. Okay. Now, let me look here. I'm trying to find out. Oh, I got to go around tomatoes instead. Okay, hold on. Give me five seconds. Okay, I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 95%, and this is their first movie. That's pretty damn good, okay? This is a really, really good movie. Alright, now the producers were Samantha Jennings and Christina Seaton. I think that's how you say it. The writers were Bill Hinsman and Danny Filippo, and the distributor was A24, and they did so good with this movie, okay? It released July 28th, 2023, worldwide, literally last weekend. Box office made $10.4 million. Now, I heard, I, I think I read somewhere where their budget was $4 million, and it's, you wouldn't expect that. You would think it was, you know, way better than what they you thought they had like a like a 2 million a 30 million dollar budget no this was a low a low budget film and it was really really good okay now some of the top critics let's see here all right this comes from Mike or Mark Kermode top critic an intelligently entertaining chiller that packs a crowd-pleasing wall pop without succumbing to quiet, quiet, loud jump scare cliches. I agree, Mark. That's a good one. You're, you're on the naughty, nice list, not naughty list. Oh my god. This one comes from Stephen Romay. He's part of The Australian, and he is a top critic. It's not a slasher film and doesn't use jump scares, but that doesn't mean it won't send your heart racing. The opening scene centered on two teenage brothers is terrifying. I agree. I agree. That scene was... This whole movie's terrifying, but yes, it was... Yeah. This one comes from Eliza Jansen. It might have been slightly oversold to horror heads as a new height of never-before-seen terror, but at, but at its best, Talk to Me still packs a grisly... Dread-inducing impact. I agree. I agree. It was a great movie. I thought it was really, really good. 
Now let's talk about, you know, my thoughts. Now, it is fast moving, okay? It does jump around a lot. You do kind of have to pay attention to it. But it was still a good movie. It didn't have typical jump scares. Some of the, you know, some of it was a little predictable. But for being, for the, you know, some of the director, the two directors only being like YouTubers. And they go and make, this is a really, really good movie. All right. The Australian music. Loved it. Loved the Australian rap. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Now I get a new genre of rap to listen to. But yes, highly recommend it, okay? It is really, really good. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of other things to like that really stood out about this movie. If you like a little bit of gore, this was perfect. It was a little bit, you know, gory with the whole eyeball scene and with Riley slamming his head. That was good. Um, some of the parts... Like, I hated Mia this entire movie, okay? But, like, the suspense was really good because if I was watching this, like, if I, you know, paid for it and watched it at home, I would be flipping through, you know, those parts of the scene just to get to the action. That's how good the suspense was. And my favorite character was... The, one of the, uh, what, what was her name? I have to look it up. Hold on, give me two seconds. My favorite character was Zoe Tarakis's, um character. I forgot her name, and it's going to bother me. But her character, she's, she's the kind of character that, you know, she seems like she's, you know, that she's that little delinquent, right? She has a really cool car. I think it is a S. 13, but I could be wrong, and you see her in one scene when she's sitting on the back of it. I think it's an S13, I could be wrong. It's either an S13 or an S14, but she's, you know, a little bit of an a-hole, but it's like she's, you know, been through some shit so she can be like that, you know? And just her character development, like, I thought she was a beautiful character. She was, like, a little bit of an asshole, but she was also funny and, like, fun to be around, and... Yeah, her character was just my favorite. Mia hated, alright? She was just an awful character the entire movie. And that's her role. That was her role, and she played it really, really well. And, yeah, I just hated Mia. She was just so stupid when it came to stuff in the paranormal world. Because, you know, curiosity, you know, gets the best of you sometimes. It got the best of me. And it just, yeah. I hated her character the most out of all of them. But, other than that... Oh, at this one scene... She, um, Daniel, Jade's boyfriend, does make out with the dog, because he's being possessed by, you know, a weird demon. Yeah, that was funny. That was kind of disgusting, but a little bestiality-ish, but it was, it was, it was funny. But yeah, no, it was a good movie. If you haven't seen it, go out and see it. I highly recommend it. It's, yeah, it's probably one of the best horror movies this year that has come out. I would almost put it above Scream 6. Yeah, sorry, but it was, it was a, yeah, it was, it might have been better than Scream 6, okay? But, that's just in my opinion, and that's, yeah, that's it, I'm gonna leave it off here for you guys, um, remember, Saturday, Random Nautica Horror Story, and then, Sunday, we got Howard Unrolf, I think, 
unrolled, unrolled. I don't fucking know. I can't read my own handwriting. He had the first, allegedly the first American mass shooting. So we'll look into that. And yeah, let's get through the rest of this week. We only have one more day. And then it's party time. And then we can do whatever the fuck we want to do within reason. Okay. Don't think you can go out and get in a bunch of fights. No, no. Be safe. Okay. I don't want any of y'all landing in jail or hurting yourself, okay? So, but yeah, with that being said, I'll see you guys Saturday. So, remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly, the most important thing, you beautiful fucking peacocks, stay safe. I love y'all. Deuces.